I've been given some thought to the opioid epidemic and crisis, whatever you want to call it, for some years now. And there's something I've been thinking more and more, and I'm sure I'm not the only person with this thought. And that thought involves both the CIA and drug companies. So I want to read an article and I don't I don't know exactly if I will be able to connect the dots, how I have the dots connected in my head. Now, oftentimes when you have a thought about any you know particular issue, you might be able to connect something in your head that doesn't necessarily translate how it does in your head to other people. So I'm going to try to connect these dots. I think it may make some sense moving forward. What I'm going to try to do is still going to cover my comic book news and namely, and especially Ripperverse. I will be going over things concerning the Ripperverse, but I, I named my channel to thinking because I wanted it to encompass many things not just politics, not just news, not just comic books, not just current pop culture items, but just anything that came to mind and piqued my interest. This is the reason I named the channel the way I did. So I will be covering some more comic book stuff, but there will be these news items thrown in there. I'm not gonna, I will stay away from myself trying to do breaking news because I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter. But I, I do read stories sometimes and then I think about other things I read and start connecting some dots. Like I said, maybe they are connected. Maybe they're not. Maybe this is something you have not thought about, but it's definitely something I'm th I've thought about. Hence the name of the channel, The Thinking. So I want to go to this article from TimCast.com. And I was reading through the article, the title of the article. Now, this is a crazy one. Walgreens settles with West Virginia for 83 million for its role in the opioid epidemic. We will continue to seek out justice for those affected the most by the opioid epidemic that hit our state the hardest, said A.G. Patrick Morsey. This article was written on January 18th by Hannah Claire Brimelow. West Virginia has accepted an $83 million settlement from Walgreens for the pharmacy chain's role in the nation's opioid epidemic. The company is accused of exacerbating the opioid crisis by contributing to the oversupply of prescription opioids leading to the increased cost to the state. The pharmaceutical company company's actions spiked the need for rehabilitation programs, medical treatments for children born addicted to opioids, overdose uh, medications such as uh, uh, naloxin, uh, never heard of it. I don't really know much about overdosing or any of that stuff 
and medical examiner services to cope with the effects of rampant addiction in West Virginia. I wonder, and this is just a guess, I don't have any inside knowledge or anything like that, but I wonder if Walgreens or any of the other companies that are mentioned in this article, because there's other companies mentioned, I wonder if they have any ties to the parent companies of these other medications and the rehabilitation centers. Now that, that sounds really creepy and nefarious, like, you know, super evil who would do that, but you you never know when money is involved. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, not money, but the love of it. And people will do evil things for money. We will continue to seek out justice for those affected the most by the opioid epidemic that hit our state the hardest. Attorney General Patrick Morsi said on January 18th, this and other settlements will not bring back the lives lost from the opioid menace. But our hope is that the money would provide significant help to those affected the most by the crisis in West Virginia. West Virginia reached a settlement with other pharmacy chains in September. Walmart agreed to pay just over $65 million for its role in the epidemic. CVS agreed to pay $82.5 million. Rite Aid settled with the state for $30 million in August. That's a lot of companies. So as you can see, Walgreens is not the only company that seems to be wrapped up or roped into this scandal. There's other companies involved. And I personally, I think this goes a lot deeper. I'll get to what I think about that shortly. Walgreens now has eight years to pay multi-million settlement under the West Virginia first memorandum of understanding of 2021. The money secured through the self-settlements is uh, through the secured settlements uh, is distributed throughout the state to combat the impact of the opioid crisis. The MOU is an agreement with the state and local government on how future settlement dollars would be used to abate the opioid crisis throughout the state, stated the attorney general's office. It contains a comprehensive plan to use those funds to abate the massive problems caused by the opi- uh, by the flood of opioids into West Virginia. Walgreens reached similar settlements in a number of states, including Kentucky, 102 million, yikes, over 10 years, Florida, 620 million over 18 years, and Oregon, 5.7 billion over 15 years. That is a super yikes. And furthermore, man, how much money is Walgreens making? I mean, I know they got a lot of stuff in there. Look, anything attached to Big Pharma is making some money. Let's keep it real. In November of 2022, Walgreens, CVS, and Walmart agreed to pay a total of $13.8 billion to settle thousands of U.S. state and local lawsuits accusing the pharmacy chains of misleading opioid pain drug uh, pain drugs per Reuters. West Virginia 
is still litigating an opioid crisis related lawsuit against Kroger. The pharmacy and grocery store chain alleged allegedly did not uh, report suspicious drug orders to the West Virginia Board of Pharmacy and Drug Enforcement Agency per the Hill. So many lives have been lost and shattered by the menace, said Morsi. We will continue to fight uh, to fight for those families and will serve as the voices of the sons and daughters they have lost. According to the DEA, drug wholesalers shipped 782 million pills of hydrocodone and oxycodone to West Virginia between 2007 and 2012. That is 433 pills for each resident of the state. Between 2014 and 2020, uh, West Virginia had the greatest number of drug overdoses of any state in the nation. That is a triple yikes. Okay, here is my conspiracy mind, and this is where my conspiracy mind goes. Okay, number one, uh, the case for allowing Afghanistan to cultivate poppies to combat the alleged shortage of opiate medicines has been reported to the BMJ. Around 90% of the world's opium comes from Afghanistan. The most of it is destined for the illicit market. Counter narcotics is at the heart of the United Kingdom's involvement in Afghanistan, not just because of its major source of finance for the Taliban, but also because of its impact on our streets and neighborhoods. So I just wanted to read that to give you a, a launch point for where my thought is getting ready to take you in this whole debacle that we have here when it comes to the, the drug and namely opioid epidemic. Now, here's what I'm going to say before the war in Afghanistan, I don't remember to my knowledge, and I could be wrong about this. I, I have to do some digging to see what the numbers were, but I don't remember ever hearing a huge problem with opioids. Not that opioids were not a problem, but I don't remember hearing such a huge problem. Here's where my conspiracy mind goes. Now, it is my estimation off of all the information I see across history, across different occurrences and things that have happened. I'm not going to say it's common knowledge, but I'm just going to say it's not a far stretch that the CIA uses things like drugs to get dark money to fund other things. And it would appear to me just as an onlooker that the apparatus of the CIA has grown exponentially stronger over the years from the from the beginning of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan till now, but namely focusing on Afghanistan. It is my belief that it is very possible and even plausible that you ever ask yourself, I'm trying to figure out how to frame this. You ever ask yourself, why did the war in Iraq and Afghanistan go for so long? There was a story 
I'll see if I can find it where uh, it was said that there was a battle in Bora Bora and they could have wrapped Osama bin Laden up in that moment. And they didn't. Excuse me as I look this up now. And and I have a I have a theory on this. Uh, Tora Bora is what it's called. I don't know why I said Bora Bora. And my theory on this is that they didn't want this war to be over too quickly. They wanted this war to carry on as long as possible, because if you can move these drugs out of Afghanistan and you can move some of these drugs illegally, put these drugs onto the market and get cash for these drugs, you now have dark money, money that can't be traced. It didn't come from the taxpayer. It didn't come from the government. And you can fund any dark program you wanted off the books. And very few people would know about it. I do believe our intelligence agencies have gotten way too big. And I think it is highly possible, probable, and even plausible that the war in Afghanistan was extended as long as it was on purpose from players behind the scenes because they were using that opium to get dark money. Because again, I don't remember in my life hearing anything about an opioid crisis in the country until after we invaded Afghanistan. And that's when I remember that ramping up and and hearing about opiates more and more and more. And I never heard about them to this point. So I'm going to read a little bit about this. Um, uh, this is, I guess, some article. This is off govinfo.gov. And it says, Tora Bora revisited how we failed to get bin Laden and why it matters today. I'm going to go here so you can see some of this as well. On October 7th, 2001, U.S. aircraft began bombing the training bases and strongholds of Al-Qaeda and the ruling Taliban across Afghanistan. The leaders who sent murderers to attack the World Trade Center and the Pentagon less than a month earlier and the rogue government that provided them sanctuary were running for their lives. President George W. Bush uh, Bush's expression of America's desire to get Osama bin Laden dead or alive seemed about to come true. Now, let, let me say, because I know there are some theorists that go even a level beyond and there's all kind of theories people have about 9-11 and what it was. I'm not getting into that. That's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day, just merely dealing with the fact that we almost had Osama bin Laden in our hands and what happened. Two months later, American civilian and military leaders celebrated what they viewed as a lasting victory with the selection of Hamid Karzai as the country's new handpicked leader. The war had been conceived as a swift campaign with a single objective, defeat the Taliban and destroy Al-Qaeda by, by capturing or killing bin Laden and other key leaders, a unique, um, a unique 
combination of air power, central intelligence agency, there's that CIA and special operations forces, teams, uh, and indigenous allies had swept the Taliban from power and ousted Al Qaeda from its safe haven while keeping American deaths to a minimum. But even in the initial glow, there were concerns the mission had failed to capture or kill bin Laden. Removing Al Qaeda's leader from the battlefield eight years ago would not have eliminated the worldwide extremist threat. But the decisions that opened the door for his escape to Pakistan allowed bin Laden to emerge as a potent symbolic figure who continues to attract a steady flow of money and inspire fanatics worldwide. The failure to finish the job represents a lost opportunity that forever altered the course uh, of the conflict in Afghanistan and the future of the international uh the international terrorism leaving the american people more vulnerable to terrorism now i'm trying to get to this battle of tora bora um i wish i would have read this beforehand but uh, let, let's just suffice it to say they had bin laden and i was trying to see if it if it went into this somewhere in this article this this is a long read right here yeah i'm definitely not going to read all of this but they had bin laden and somewhere along the lines if i'm not mistaken the order was given to stand down and they had him on the ropes right there in tora bora now with bin laden on the ropes and they almost got him got him you know at that moment and there is reports i don't know if any of this is true this is just hearsay at this point there's no way possible for any one of us to prove this but it has been said that at that battle in Tora Bora Osama bin Laden was apologizing to his lieutenants and his captains under him because he thought for sure he was going to be captured he was allowed to escape uh, that's a whole big story go look into that I, I wanted to read that whole article but it, it was just a lot and I didn't want to fill this video with a bunch of reading, just trying to get to that point. But it seems as though he was allowed to escape. Now, again, the CIA was involved. Now, it is not beyond the pale for the CIA to use covert operations in order to gain dark money to do things they would have otherwise not been able to get funding for. And this is what I believe happened with the opioid crisis. And I believe many of these companies also aided in this. And I, and I, nothing will probably ever be done. That's the unfortunate thing. You, you never know what's possible. But to this point, the intelligence agencies, the FBI and the CIA have been able to literally get away with murder with no recourse. There's speculation that this is one of the reasons why JFK was killed because he wanted to get rid of the CIA and, and the FBI and all of this secrecy going on in Washington. Do with that what you will. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. But I'm connecting dots here with the information I have at hand. I'm not saying that my my conclusion is 100% correct, but I do think it's very feasible and plausible. We go into Afghanistan. 
we had an opportunity to get Osama bin Laden and be done with this whole thing. But instead, the decision is made to stand down. And there's a lot more that, that went into it. I remember hearing the story of Tora Bora. So like I said, go go look it up and go go look at exactly what happened. Needless to say, they let this man go. Stood down, allowed him to escape. I think... I think it is kind of crazy that Osama bin Laden was in Pakistan near one of their uh, premier military schools, from what I'm told. And it took us that long to find out he was there. Maybe that's exactly how everything played out, but I have a hard time believing that. I have a hard time believing that we go into Afghanistan which produces 90% of the world's opium. Magically after that, we have a opiate problem in the United States. Well, how did this happen? Could it be now? This is just, again, pure speculation. We all see what's going on with China and the things that are going on behind the scenes. Could it be that there were some deals cut with even uh, the CCP in order for these this opium to be sold and for the CIA to get dark money to do who knows what. I think the CIA and the FBI is a monster that has grown bigger than ever expected, but I think this is inevitable. Many people think, okay, if we get rid of the FBI and the CIA, what do we replace it with? In my humble opinion, nothing. Now, a lot of people get up in arms when you say things like that. And they say, well, what about these investigations and the different things that that FBI and the CIA does? First of all, there's other agencies that can do these investigations. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that they serve no purpose, but I'm saying at this point when they've gotten this big to the point where really they can go unchecked and we've seen them go unchecked. I think we're at the point of no return. We are at the point now where the only true and good solution is to get rid of them. Start from scratch, do something else, but not the same thing. We don't need more agencies. We already have enough agencies. We already have enough law enforcement we can figure something out outside of those two agencies, but we don't need two super secret, all power having law law enforcement agencies that pretty much have carte blanche to do whatever they want. And if you have an agency that can go rogue and get dark funding, then they do have carte blanche to get whatever they want. Now, again, this is pure speculation on my part. I don't know anything and I don't have any, you know, uh, outside knowledge. I'm just looking at stories that I see and putting two and two together and saying, hmm, yeah, what's happening there? There's also the, the story of, uh, let me see, I'm going to try to pull it up. The story of Donald Rumsfeld and the missing money from the Pentagon. I'm going to try to find it. Give me a second. And this story went around a lot. Uh, let's see. America's missing money. Rumsfeld says 2.3 trillion missing. So this is a YouTube video. 
I don't know who you whose YouTube video this is, so I don't want to just go to it. Let me see. There's a Reddit story, 9-11 facts. Let's see. Rumsfeld admitted. Okay. It's it's kind of complicated sometimes doing this in real time. So I'm going to take you to this article. Now, I, I don't know this website. I just did a random search. I have no idea if this website is trustworthy. But like I said, these are things that have been claimed by many people. Okay. The U.S. Secretary of Defense, Donald Rumsfeld, admitted the day before the attack, the, the this before 9-11, that the Pentagon was missing $2.3 trillion. Background. The claim is based on a quote from Donald Rumsfeld from September 10th, 2001. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. The claim supports the conspiracy theory that the terror attack against the Pentagon was supposedly a so-called false flag. So I'm not really going to get into that. Let's look at the facts. Uh, The article uses the American trillion or 10 to the 12th in Europe. Trillion is 10 to the 18th. All right. That's kind of irrelevant. The quote is taken out of context. Okay, let's see what it says. Rumsfeld is not talking about a missing $2.3 trillion from the Pentagon budget. The whole speech is available on the internet. And when read in full, it is soon clear that Rumsfeld is talking about the problems of an opaque bureaucratic system, which makes bookkeeping difficult and hinders a clear budgetary overview. Rumsfeld is criticizing the red tape. Okay. And and that's very possible. I will definitely have to go back and look that up and see what, if the claims match what he actually said, and I may do another video and come back and go over that, but that's one of the, that's one of the theories. Needless to say, yeah, there is budgetary red tape. There's a lot of things that go on. Do we know exactly where our money as taxpayers is spent? And the honest truth is we don't. And that's a problem. I digress. Back to my original point. Dark money. Now, if you know anything about the the, the beginning of the, the war on drugs and how crack and cocaine flooded impoverished neighborhoods in the what was that that have been the late 80s or or late 70s early 80s um there's a whole scandal about that involving the CIA and moving drugs from South America to the United States and I believe if I'm not mistaken this is verifiable at this point I don't think it's hearsay or conspiracy theories I think I believe it is conspiracy fact. But yeah, so we we can't put it past these super secret agencies from doing things like this. I think we've given them too much power. And I think this power has gone unchecked for too long. And I really believe these agencies need to be undone, abolished, torn down. Whether this will ever happen or not. Who knows?